We've got a code. Use code VOLLEYPOD for 20% off almost anything on the Art of Coaching Volleyball website, including premium memberships, coaching resources, and nearly all books. That's VOLLEYPOD, V-O-L-L-E-Y-P-O-D. Use it to save anytime you're on the site. Are you ready to take your volleyball game to the next level? Every week on the VolleyPod, we talk to two top coaches who share their secrets for success on the court. From drills to build skills to strategies for boosting confidence, you won't want to miss this valuable advice. Tune in now and elevate your game today. Good morning and welcome to the VolleyPod. How are you today, Todd? Davis, I'm doing well. What's the latest? Tell me about your squad. How how are they doing? They're doing really well. We're uh, we switched over to going to AAUs, and now we're going into the Premier Division in AAUs in Florida. So we're anticipating playing some really good teams. It's kind of given a new uh, vibration to our to our practices, and everything's so what's going. What's on good. your when you look at hey, these are my top three things we have to improve. What are those things for your team right now? So right now we need to clean up our blocking, make more plays on the floor defense, and we need to serve tough and in more consistently. All so, right. So those okay. are the three. Like yeah, we're finding that we're getting tooled too much, so we get a lot of undiggable balls. We're finding that we're not making as full of commitments as we need to on the ball to be successful long term. And those are probably the big two. And then we've just sort of really zoned in on keeping our airs down and yet still serving tough. So yeah, we've got a lot going on. I like it. I like it. I think we're, uh, we're getting started with the skill. Are you the skill guy this, this week? I'm the skill guy this week. And this kind of goes into what we were just talking about a little bit. And it's, it's the process and routine for creating a practice plan. Ah. And this is something that I love. I really love to write practices down because to me, this is where the rubber hits the road, so to speak, of coaching. And this is where you make your teams good, right? So I really Do like you ever that. find yourself like sitting down to write a practice and like a half an hour passes and you haven't done anything? Oh, yes. All the time. <laughs> or I'm on my like, like 10th or 15th iteration of the same practice. Oh, my God. It's oh. like, oh, my goodness. I'm just. I I love to write over it. And when you, when I start talking about this, you'll see like how it can kind of just become a little bit much, but it's also really valuable to do it. So first, I guess, let's talk about why you should write a practice plan. And it's obvious, it's pretty obvious, but for me, who's been coaching since I was, you know, 17 and I'm 46 now. So like almost 30 years. Oh, you're going on 30. I know. I don't need the practice plan to come up with drills, if that makes sense. Like I could come up with drills on the right. top. You could go yeah. in there and dial and smile and nobody would know. Exactly. But for me, having a practice plan is really critical for making sure that I've utilized the most smart, intelligent order of activities that we're going to do in practice. I think the, the word that I'm hearing in all these pods I'm listening to is the idea of being intentional. Yes. You want intentional improvement by your team. And if you want them to be intentional, then you have to be intentional. Exactly. And my buddy, Sean, has a great phrase about this. And and you, you definitely need both. Um, he calls it coaching like classical or coaching like jazz. 
right? And classical, you can think of as this much more deliberate approach to training where everything gets written down and everything gets done, right? Where jazz, you not a lot may be written down. There may be a few sort of, you know, melodies that you play, but then everything sort of riffs off of that. Yep. And you need both. I definitely think the idea of I'm going to go in there and just do jazz is not exactly ideal, but also the idea that you should do jazz, I think is ideal as well. But I, think I don't I've, think I've ever stayed with the, with the practice plan. I've done perfectly. Exactly. I've right. changed something every time. Yes. And I, I heard um, uh, Brian Gimilaro speak a long time ago. He goes, every minute is planned and every minute is, um, oh my goodness, I'm blanking on the word, but where it's not planned, basically right. freestyle. Right. And so I think that that's a really good way of thinking it of it. But you can actually freestyle more when you have a really good sort of anchor on things that you're going to try to get done. Right. So um, I like to sit down and I used to be a um, handwritten guy uh, because I'd be drawing all these diagrams and stuff that were not out there. Um or at least they would. So, do you have like a, like I'm 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 uh, looking at uh, this pile of uh, little notebooks I have of years of practice plans. Do you have those? Oh yes, absolutely. You, ever, you you so you've never thrown them away. I don't throw my. I I find it hard to. My wife wants to, but <laughs> but I don't. I'm like they're like little pieces of me, you know. And the other thing is, I will I will definitely refer bo- back to those. Not every practice, but especially like in between years, and it'll get me tons of ideas. Right. Because what I find is I'm coaching the way I'm coaching now. Right. But it's evolved, of course. Right. So I really like to refer back to and this is part of the process. That's one thing about getting old, Davis, is like (laughs) we we forget stuff and there's good stuff that we forget. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so one of the things I'll do before every practice is just look over the past. Well, so now I'm now I'm Google Docs guy. Right. Okay, so you've moved from notebooks to Google Docs. Exactly. And I, and I like Google Docs now more. I still like writing stuff down, um, but I like Google Docs more because I can just get it on every computer that I have and I can get it on my phone and stuff. And mostly I just have my practice on my phone. And that way I don't have a big piece of paper. I don't have to bring my computer. Um, I'll just have my phone and that'll be where all the information is kept. Right. And then, like I said, each, each practice, I'll look back and say like, Hey, what have we been working on, on the last three, four practices and what are going to be our sort of thematic focuses for this practice. Right. Um, Right. That holds it together. So you have that kind of glue there that keeps things going. I like it. Exactly. And, um, and that way I don't, stray too far from what we were doing either because i have the tendency to want to write into whole new practice right practice and that's not i haven't found that to be ideal right like i think there's sometimes when you want to do a whole new practice but you want to kind of be building on the stuff that you've been doing as well right what are those things you need to do what are the vitamins you need to take every practice right exactly exactly and And even even as far as what are some of those things that are blocked where hey for the next three weeks or whatever, we have to get better at, you said, pay blocking. Yeah. And you got it needs some focused attention, maybe that you weren't doing at the beginning of the season. Yes. And then the other thing that does too, which I, this just came to mind the other day is I was telling them drill, like they knew it. And I was just like, all right, let's go do college servant pass. And they didn't know what that was. And so they were trying to, and so my, I guess the point is like, if I 
can look back and see what they've done recently. I don't need to spend time on some elaborate expo- explanation right. and vice versa. Like if they need it, then I can give it to them. You know, um, I also, I also like to sit in a quiet place and do it because I really put a lot of thought into it. So I might sit there and look at my practice and think for a long time. Like to me, thinking time matters. Yep. And my wife is looking at me like, you're not doing anything today. Well, I, I thought today. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I thought about stuff. No, but um, it really, the, I really try to think, well, again, what is better to go first? We know that like the uh, order in which information is presented dramatically affects how well it's retained, right? So if you can retain things in an optimal order and refer back to some simpler things, I think that a lot of times in practice, that's really um ideal right so and then the other thing that i do now when you plan yeah do you have a routine for time of day do you you try to you know i'm always you know in the old days you know i would do it before practice and i then i'd always be rushing right yes and that's so i'm never trying to do that now before practice i always try to do it you know where i have some time and i'm not backing my planning time right into practice Yes. And I'm, I'm not as good about that this semester because I was just so busy, but, um, cause that's, so that has happened a few times, but, um, yeah, I like to do it in the morning for whatever reason. I don't know. I just get my ideas going and, and then, and then what'll happen is like throughout the day, I'll be reflecting on it and I'll think, well, Hey, that needs to change or wouldn't it be better if we did this or, you know, that kind of thing. So, yep. um, And then the other thing I do as far as um, planning is I work from a template. So, you know, I kind of, and I'm going to talk about this in the videos briefly, but, you know, I know that I'm going to have this many blocks, time blocks. Right. And 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 so that makes planning easier because you're, you're doing some plug and play. Exactly. Uh, Exactly. Yep. And that's kind of from my web design background where it's like, yeah, I want to make sure that. I'm not spending, I'm not reinventing the wheel on everything, you know, because yeah. I could be down to the minute with all sorts of stuff. And it's, it's probably not necessary. But for me, for me, when I think about practice planning, if I think about broader strokes in general, and then go back and put some details on it, um, that's been really helpful. And then the only other thing I was going to say about that is one of the things that I've done that's been really helpful, and I didn't have it set up exactly like this, but instead of saying what the drill's name is, I would do that, but I would say what the focus of each drill was. Cause yeah, we, yeah. yeah. I have a column yeah. on my, on my practice sheet now for every time block, there is a focus. Yes. Yes. And so what I would, what I would find from my players is I would do the same practice and they'll be like, well, and I would score it differently. So like for a different focus and they'd still be focused on the prior one. And so I'm using the same drill, but with a different, in a right. different capacity. So, um, and that way they keep, they don't have to learn the drill. They just can learn the focus. And so there's a lot of benefit there. Got so. it. So now, okay. Now, so you, you do your practice. I, I also like the, the broad strokes. So, cause if you do the broad strokes and then get in, because sometimes I can get carried away and go down a rabbit hole with one block, yep, right? Yep. Same here. And yep. so I, I think doing that where you kind of say, okay, this is the general thing, kind of fill in just to 
the general, then you can go back and, and get a little more specific. And um, even if it, you don't, you still know what you're doing on all those, yes. uh, which I like. Yes. Now, when you get to practice, mm-hmm. are you a guy, are you a whiteboard guy? I'm not a big whiteboard guy because I'm lefty. So I like right over my own whiteboard marker. Do you know what I'm saying? So uh, it's really easy for me to smudge it unless I start in the bottom right and right up oh. to the left. So I've never been a big on the whiteboard guy. Wow. I never really thought about being a lefty and being a whiteboard guy. Yeah. You want to know my new one? Yeah, let's hear it. So my new one is I, I, I'm i not a Google Doc guy. I'm an Excel guy. Okay, yes. Which is the same thing, I think, for the most part. Yeah. So, uh, but I have it and I kind of make it, uh, I have it in landscape. Okay. On three sheets. Okay. So three landscape sheets. So I kind of have the beginning, middle, and end of practice. Okay. On on three sheets. And then I type them up on the practice plan. And then I run them off and I just come in and I tape them on the whiteboard. That's awesome. Yeah. So now I don't have to transcribe practices. That's smart. That's totally smart. And then my practices will all be kind of taped over each other on the whiteboard every day. And the, you know, I like that. You know, okay. Somebody coming, hey, can I look at these practices? And, you know, we can. And then, you know, when I'm obviously making my practice, I have it on. I just kind of click. I have, you know, my 20 practices and just a tab there. And I can look back at, you know, whatever date, whatever practice and see what we did. So it's uh, that's how I'm doing them now. That's really cool. So I'll give I'll give one more thing and then that's pretty much all I got. But Perfect. one of the best tips I uh, I've gotten for practice planning is if you don't want people to be late, <laughs> just play at the beginning, you know. And so we always uh, after we warm up, of course, and honestly, I would do it without a warm up as our warm up. But it's just sort of the model to warm up but whatever. So we warm up with like some movement and it's all game like, but then we just play right away. Yeah. And then we go into our rep stuff and uh, I like we it. end up getting better practices. So yep. cool stuff. All right. I like, that. I think we can probably add another one and get yeah. into the specifics of the template. Okay, perfect. I think we need to do maybe a practice planning take two where you go through your template and you say, okay, well I have the warm up, I have skill. This is how I do it. I do blocks here and then game games here how, how that is divided because i think that that would be still a uh a second part of our practice planning it might be fun to do that i think that'd be awesome yeah and then i'd be interested maybe we could compare our templates because i yeah. know they'd be different but that'd be awesome yeah so cool Good so stuff. You're, i like it awesome so you're on the scenario for today so what are we talking about today so the scenario is using a coaching evaluation okay and I'll start with the rationale and we give players feedback all the time. And the question I ask is how do we get feedback and how do we get honest feedback? Good point. Good question. And as coaches, do we have a clear idea of our strengths and weaknesses? Mm. And how do we, do we have a process for learning about that? Do we get that from assistant coaches? Will our assistant coaches, uh, you know, do they want to tell us what we want to hear? Such uh, a good point. Yeah. They, um, and they're not in a player's, you know, uh, you know, they're on a player's shoe. So they, they might 
you know, perceive some weakness that the player doesn't. Players yeah. think it's a strength, but the assistant coach goes, oh, that's a weak area. So uh, that's number. Another one is, hey, can we, you know, we talk about player autonomy and giving players a voice. And, you know, when you give them an evaluation, you make it anonymous and then you go back into a practice and you talk about, hey, I got this feedback from you guys. I appreciate it. We're going to make this change. Uh, then, you know, hey, they have autonomy. Um, and the idea that, that we like it anonymous, people don't put names on it. Uh, so we, we want it honest. Uh, uh, my one question, you know, when I get into rationale is end of the year too late. Um, there have been seasons when, and I have one that we do at the end of the year every year, but there are some seasons with the week when I felt like, Hey, I'm not on the same page here with my team. I mean, we need a mid season evaluation and we've done something mid season. Um, I don't do it all the time, but I've done it before. Okay. Uh, we also use a shorter one for our assistant coaches. So, uh, traditionally like, like my evaluation is a page long and I'll put copies of these uh, in the show notes. So people will see the one that we use. Okay. Uh, but I have a, a short one for assistant coaches and then mine is longer. Okay. And lastly, uh, you know, coaches, we have to have a thick skin. Yes. We're asking for an evaluation and we get negative. We can't bitch about it. Go, oh, well, what about, Oh, she shouldn't, she didn't hustle. No. Hey, we asked for feedback. We got feedback. Uh, we want our players to take feedback in a certain way. We have to model taking feedback. Such a good point. Sometimes there might be, you know, uh, there's an outlier. But if I get the same thing from a couple, two or three different players, hey, uh, then it's, it's an issue that I have to address. Right. Yeah. Next thing. Uh, I want something that's a form that is easy to complete and evaluate. So I use a four point scale uh, and it's like grades. So uh, a four is, you know, like an A. Excellent. A three is good. It's a B. A C is, you know, average. Right. Okay. Is a two. And then a D is one, zero is F. And so can you, it's, uh, it's, it's easy for them. They just circle a number. Got it. Yes. I like uh, that. I, in, I include both soft skills and hard skills. Mm -hmm. So the soft skills of kind of relationship building and the hard skills of, you know, coaching volleyball and improving uh, player skills. And then lastly, we want to make sure that this form is aligned with our program's values. I love that. It's a great point. So uh, we have a, uh, a list and I'm digging it up here on my uh, uh On my now, uh, let me talk to you while I find this right here because I'm sure. digging this up. Now, do you guys use have you used a coaching evaluation? So, apparently, there are evaluations about us. 
Um, but I don't really get to see them too often. I'm always seeking out more um, evaluation and, and some more critical feedback. Um, I will say that I'm usually a tough critic of my own. So the wins and losses are critiquing me. You know what I mean? Um, and I'll, and I'll act on that, like just personally, but I, I don't get a lot of feedback. I get some from you and I appreciate that. And I have a couple of friends that I trust that I get feedback from, but I wish I got more. Cause I think at this point I'm not as sensitive as I was when I was younger, where I could actually take it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So here, here's the uh, eval. I found it here. Sorry. Okay. I had to dig it up. Uh, so number one is knowledge of competitive volleyball. Okay. And so it's one, two, three, four, poor, okay, good, excellent. You just circle a number. Number two, ability to run an effective practice. Okay. Number three, enthusiasm. Yeah, I like that. Number four, dedication. Number five, fairness. Number six, discipline, holding players accountable. Mm. Number seven, game management, timeout, subs. I've been known to uh, have a, uh, a short leash. <laughs> Actually, I'm sorry, a longer leash where I don't sub that much. Okay. Uh, I have a short leash for the subs a lot of times. So, okay. uh, uh, you know, I, I have a pretty tight, uh, uh, you know, uh, substitution patterns where I don't play everybody all the time, you know, in high school. And mm-hmm. so that's one of the I get marked down a little bit on that one. Uh, number eight, ability to help each player improve. Good. Number nine, my coach cares about me. Hey, that's a good number one. 10, ability to maintain a positive attitude. Oh, man. You're calling me out on all these here, Todd. I'm just kidding. Number 11, overall coaching of the team. Okay. And then my overall experience as a player. That's awesome. Yeah. And so you, those, you're just circling numbers. Okay. And then at the very end, there's a little fill-in. Um, the best things about my coach are, and there's two things, the worst things about my coach are. I like that. And that's the coaching evaluation. And we do that on uh, when we meet after our season normally. And I go through them. They're anonymous. Uh the assistant coaches is shorter and I usually review those and then pass those on to the assistant coaches. Uh, but they're all anonymous and I usually make a list every year of things that I am going to, let me look, I can find that real quick in my, uh, so we have a, another minute here. Um, I have my list that came off of, um, the, uh, evals. Um, here are some things. A bit too angry when players need to be brought up. Um, more specific reps. Keep players before and after. Spends a lot of time on only specific players. Um, sometimes stubborn. Um, there is less individual practice for subs. Uh, more six-on-six during league season practices. More positional practices like in the past. Uh Later practice time so I can go to office hours. More role clarity from beginning of the season. Use all players more in games. 
So those are some of the comments that came to me on my two negatives. And so I got to take those and go, hey, I got to say those I got to target some areas to improve my next year when I go to go back to coach. Yeah, great stuff. Let me ask you real quick one question on that. If if you found a real negative one about one of your assistants, would it lead to them getting fired potentially if it was very negative? Or could it, I guess? Well, or is that not the intent of it? If the intention is just no, like the intent through? the intent is for us is to say, hey, if, if I have a coach and they're getting a preponderance of super negative evals, I, I will probably know. I mean, I haven't had the situation, but I would probably know that beforehand. I wouldn't need to get an eval to know that. Right. Um, uh, you know, the evals are for, you know, we want, you know, we want this uh, learning environment, you know, this being right. hungry to get better. And our coaches have to model it. And I think a lot of times we don't model it as coaches. We give them all this feedback, but we never ask for their opinions and their feedback. So good point. Good one. That's good stuff. That's using a coaching evaluation to make yourself a better coach. I love it. That's it. So we're on to the videos. All right. And uh, this week we chose there's, First of all, there's tons of great practice planning stuff on the Art of Coaching Volleyball website. They're, they have so much good stuff on practice planning. It's cool to see. It is cool. And these guys are masters at their craft as far as practice planning. And so we just chose the three founders. So we have one from uh, John Dunning. It's talking about the roles during practice. And he's got multiple, but I thought this one was really good. The roles during practice of the players and of coaches and, and how they separate that out. And then practice planning and design by russ rose and he's he's very much a whole type coach right yep. and then uh Leskevich, who is talking about using segments and he recommends using 10 segments in each practice so those videos are unlocked on the art of coaching volleyballs well they're not unlocked but they're available on the art of coaching volleyballs website and don't forget you can get a discount when you use the Volleypod on the Art of Coaching Volleyball's website to purchase almost anything. So give it a shot. And so what, what is our resource for this week? So our resource is a super cool website that is from a San Diego kid. We yes. both know uh, one of our, the most successful uh, volleyball players mm -hmm. in San Diego. And the nicest people. History, Cass Lickman. Oh my goodness. And it's just a nice lady too, for sure. Oh, she's awesome. Yeah. Yes. I mean, when she was in high school, I have nightmares. We, we, we could never stop her. Uh, <laughs> oh, I know. And then, you know, she went to Stanford was pretty good there. And then toward the national team and she played like every position on the national team. She was pretty cool. Well, I got a really pretty, I got a quick story. This was a, this was, I think Cassidy's second year and at Stanford and, I was talking to John Dunning at the camps one, one year and, and I was like, I don't know about Cassidy Lichtman. I don't know if she's going to be that good. And apparently she ended up being really darn good. So uh, <laughs> I, I think I definitely looked bad in that one, but <laughs> anyways, she, I was rooting for her, but I didn't know. And I was wrong. So, Hey, it happens. It happens to the best of us. But. So Cass started this website, uh, for, for young athletes, and there are a bunch of videos that she put together on a bunch of mental skills. 
And I'll give you some topics here. Building confidence playlist of videos, leadership <laughs> lifestyle playlist, identity and empowerment, approaching success, becoming a great teammate. Uh, and so she has all these videos from a bunch of uh, just, I mean, here are her people. I mean, here are her supporters and uh, Karch Karai, Steve Kerr, uh, Sue Enquist, who was a coach at UCLA softball. Heinz Ward was in the NFL. Jason Collins was in the NBA. Grant Hill in the NBA. Um, Andrew Luck. Uh, uh, guys like Terry Laskevich, Michael Gervais. She's, uh, Cass has done a great job with this website. It's great for uh, teams. You can watch it together. You can send it homework for certain kids. Uh, it's awesome. Check That's it out. so cool. It's P um, slash A-T-H. Awesome. And we'll definitely have a link in the show notes as well for anyone that wants to check it out. But I'm looking at it right now. It's a really cool uh, setup. Yep. And Progress and through athletics. Right on. Well, right on, Todd. What a great, uh, great episode as usual. Well, Another good one, Davis. Thanks a lot. I will see you on the pod next week. Sounds good. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. 